0: One, welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3 b 4 We received an update from A Door of Hope this week, which includes a personal story. We participated in the Baby Bottle Campaign again this year. Our support helped Door of Hope reach their goal. The Baby Bottle Campaign enabled them to help Queenie, who recently gave birth to her daughter, Zianna. When she found out she was pregnant, she faced significant pressures to abort the baby, but she decided with the support of Door of Hope that she would continue with the pregnancy. A few weeks ago, Queenie brought Zianna into Door of Hope office for a visit, and it was so inspiring to know that so many people were a part of the journey. Thank you for your support of this ministry. Our next men's dinner is planned for Wednesday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. at Cheddar's on Churchman's Road in Newark across from Christiana Hospital. Men from both campuses are encouraged to come and bring a friend with you. For more detail or to let us know you're coming, you can contact Kevin Sturgis at 302-824-5625. To complete our disaffiliation from the United Methodist Church, we need your help completing an inventory of property at both of our campuses. Two inventory days have been scheduled for August 5th and 12th, beginning at 9 a.m. each day. We need people who are willing to commit a few hours to help us get an accurate listing of everything we have at both campuses. You can sign up to serve by writing Inventory Helper on a Connect card or offering envelope, sending an email to info at ctcde.church, or calling one of our campus offices at the numbers on the screen. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship.
1: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Whether you're in in the building with us or whether you're worshiping with us online, we want to welcome you. Would you stand today as we begin our worship service and declaring that this is our God. There is no other God besides him. Amen. And he loves us, not because it's what he does, but because it's who he is. That we couldn't escape But
2: he came And he died And he rose Those walls, those walls are broken now Remember those giants We called death and rain They were like mountains That stood in our way But he came those giants are dead now. And this is our God. This is who He is. He loves us. This is our God. This is what He does.
1: Lord praise this morning. This is our God. This is who he is. He loves us because love is who God is. Amen. Not just something that he does. So, God, we thank you for your love for us today. We thank you, Lord, that we rise early on the first day of the week, just like those disciples and your followers did on that first resurrection Sunday to come and find the tomb empty that you are alive and we worship you today because you are alive, you have made us alive. And so Holy Spirit, we pray that you would move among us today. Lord, if we've come in here today with burdens, help us to come and lay those before you before we are done here today. Make us alive in you, God, because you love us. Move in us and through us. Encourage us and strengthen us. Challenge us today, Holy Spirit, in these moments that we're together in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, again, we welcome you to Christ the Cornerstone. Are you glad to be in the Lord's house today? Again, thank you for worshiping with us online. If you're joining us online, whether it's today or several weeks down or months down the road, uh, we welcome you and we pray God's anointing. Right where you are, right where you're worshiping with us. Uh, if you're if you're if today is your first time, if you've never been to CTC before, we want to extend a special welcome to you and let you know that just outside the room, when you leave the service today, on the left hand side of the mall is our Connect Central. We encourage you to stop by there, pick up a free gift, uh, get a chance to talk to some folks from the church, find out about all the ministries that we have going on, maybe some ways that you can get involved uh, in ministry here at CTC, and and uh, you can find out pretty much anything else that's going on uh, here at this campus or our campus up in Ellesmere. And so we encourage you to stop and do that. In fact, whether you're new or whether you're a regular attender, you can stop at that uh, Connect Central and find out information and make connections. Right where you're seated are several things. First of all, it's our monthly bulletin. Uh, it gives you information on things that are coming up uh, on one side. You can take notes from, uh, from our guest speaker's message today. And uh, on the other side, you can find out about some events that are coming up, and uh, you can take it home, put it on your refrigerator, uh, remind yourself of those things. Also at your seat are uh, Connect cards that we encourage you to fill out whenever you're with us. And uh, just let us know that you're here and let us know who's worshiping with you uh, so that we can rejoice. If you're online, there's an online Connect card that you can click uh, the Connect card button up in the upper right-hand corner. If you're new, you can also click that button. Uh, Online, if you're uh, if you're new and you want to let us know about that. Uh, So, also on that connect card, you can let us know about any prayer requests or praise reports that you have, so that we can agree with you in prayer. And uh, Pastor Roger is inching towards me, so he's going to hit me over the head and take my microphone. Is what's going to happen. So, before he hits me over the head, here's Pastor Roger. Thank you.
3: Good morning, everybody. Great to see all of you here. This morning, welcome online. Glad that you are with us. You know, it's vacation season, so congratulations to those of you who get to go away and spend some time. And and thank you, all of you who have decided to come here. And and you may be watching us online on vacation, so enjoy your time and your time away. And uh, we're glad glad that you're all with us today. Uh, You know, we take this time to just talk about the way we are stewards of what God gives to us, our time and our talents and our gifts and our uh, what God's given us to do when we talk about loving, serving, and engaging at Christ the Cornerstone is—it's—it's is what we do. It's why we do it because God calls us to love—love love Him with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole body, strength—and He gives us abilities, uh, and He asks us to—to to use those abilities in service to Him and to others as we engage the world with the good message of Jesus Christ. Another way that we engage is just with one another. The church has two jobs to do. Uh, we have a lot of jobs. But we, we engage each other with one another, causing us to grow and to, to in our faith and share our lives together. That's critical. But also Jesus sends us out to engage the world with the good message of Jesus Christ and his salvation that he gives to us. Talking about serving... On August 5th and August 12th, there's a card that looks like this on your seat or, or near your seat and, or on your table. And a thank you to those of you who responded last week. We've got to go through the building and just count things uh, for the, before we disaffiliate from the church and we could use your help. If you know this building, uh, you know, there's a whole section underneath us. There's a whole section underneath the, the the mall area. There's a wing over there that's got a school in it and all they want us to count all the stuff that's in it. So let's get together on August 5th or August 12th, and uh, we'll have a good time counting, and it'll be a lot of fun. Also, that we can do what God wants us to do: uh, loving, serving, and engaging. Let's remind each other as we as we give and, and think about what God is asking us to give. We have several scriptures that we use uh, to to inspire us and to teach us throughout the year. What it is that God, how God wants us to handle our, our resources. And so let's read this scripture together this morning. I got to turn to the screen. Let's read this together. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Powerful scriptures for us to remember as we live the life that God has for us to live. Let's continue to worship God this morning. I invite you to stand as you are able, and uh, let's offer this prayer. Get our minds focused again on God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that, that you have chosen to meet with us this morning. Scripture says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there you are also. So, Jesus, we trust you. We thank you for being present with us. We ask your Holy Spirit to come and and, and anoint all of us, your worshipers, that as we sing songs, as we make prayers, as we listen to you speaking to us this morning, that we will indeed encounter a living God through our faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Fall on us today. Let us sense your presence
2: move among us. Spirit sound, rushing with fire of God, fall within. Holy Ghost, breathe on us, we pray.
4: As we repent, turn from sin, Revival embers smoldering,
2: breath of God, fan us into flame. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. you
1: Lord, what we're asking for is, just like on the day of Pentecost, when you poured out your spirit. As the prophet Joel said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. God, that's what we ask for. Lord, not just for an event, not just for a single experience, so that we can know, God, that when we are in your presence... That we can be saved, we can be healed, we can be set free, we can be delivered. Miracles can happen in our lives because of your presence and because of our worship. So God, we just worship you today. We want you to be glorified. Can we just take a minute this morning and just worship him? Just invite the Holy Spirit right into your space.
4: feel like the Lord would say today that the the noises of life can get so loud whether it be the pain of a loss of a struggle of any number of things and all God's asking for us to do is to sit with him be still and listen to him and he calms all of that it doesn't make it go away sometimes it makes it go away because God's just God and he can do that but sometimes it's just because he wants that time with us he wants us to make room in our lives to sit with him because when we can be still with God God can calm the storm he can calm and give peace. When I, last night, Carolyn shared a, a little bit about, about what it means to be taken to our knees with God. And I thought about that this morning, and I feel like God is saying to us as a church and as, as a world, our world needs to hear this, that we need to be on our knees. We need to be on our knees for our family. We need to be on our knees for our loved ones, for the people that we interact with on a daily basis, for those who walk through the doors of our church. We need to be interceding for them on our knees. Now, does that mean that we physically get on our knees? It could for you. It could for me. But sometimes that just means our stance in our heart is just reverence and worship and time with Him. And that's just what God impressed on me this morning for our church. Take time to just be with Him, to just be silent with Him, to be still with Him, and allow Him into those places of your heart that are so hard to open up to anybody else. Because, honestly, he knows, he knows those places. He's there already, and he's inviting you to come and sit with him.
2: is my surrender, and I will make room for you
4: to do whatever you want
2: to, to do whatever you want.
1: saying that today this is my surrender this is it God I'm done with trying to control I'm done with trying to figure it out this is where I surrender and I lay it down before you and I leave room in my schedule in my agenda, in my checkbook in my day for you to move in me that's what we're asking for today Holy Spirit Bring us to our knees because of your awe and wonder. Bring us to our knees because of the urgency of the time. Bring us to our knees because of the needs of our family, the needs of our church, the needs of our world. And God, help us to make room for you among the busyness of life. I've quoted this several times in here, but it just keeps coming up in my life over and over again. Psalm 4610. In the message paraphrase, you know what it says in the, like the NIV and the King, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610 in the message Bible says, step out of the traffic. That's what the Holy Spirit spoke through Debbie. A few minutes, step out of the traffic and take a long loving look at me, your Father. Above it all, step out of the traffic and take a look at Him. And let's make room for Him to do what it is that He wants to do in us today. God, we thank You for that.
3: Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for being with us. I want to invite the children, if you'll come and gather down in the front. And let's just offer a blessing as they they go. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these young ones. We thank you, God, for hearing us in this time of worship. And we ask you, God, that they also will learn to step out of the traffic. We thank you, God. We pray for them, bless them, help them to soak in your presence today and be with those who are leading them in a few minutes. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Acting out, we're continuing our series, acting out, playing my part in the kingdom of God, learning how, as we walk through the book of Acts, we're looking at different characters in the book of Acts, having been filled with the Holy Spirit, how is God using them to play their part in the kingdom of God? We're glad to welcome this morning uh, Mark Webb, bishop in the Global Methodist Church. Uh, Mark, won't you come on up here? And uh, Mark was my bishop in the United Methodist Church. Yeah. Uh, before I came to you up in upstate New York, Mark was the the bishop there. He gave permission for me to come and be your pastor, and I couldn't come here without that permission. So I'm grateful for that, and it's good to be connected with him with him again, and and uh, have him with us today. So it was uh, my pleasure to invite him to come and be with us today. He's going he's to stay within our, uh, with, with our series on the Book of Acts and inspire us with that, but also he's going to tell us a lot about the Global Methodist Church. Uh, as a congregation, we've not yet decided where we're going to go as we exit the United Methodist Church, but the Global Methodist Church is absolutely one of those considerations that we are making, and so we're glad to have him with us this morning and thank you for receiving him welcome mark thank you thank
5: you well good morning it is a joy to be with you thank you uh, for the invitation and i'm so glad that you clapped and celebrated when roger said that i was the part of the reason he came here so it would have been very awkward if you had not done that so uh, i'm grateful for that I, I appreciate roger's ministry and his gifts and his leadership And I know that you uh, celebrate uh, him and the partnership that you share together in ministry. Thank you for being the church. It has not been an easy season to be the church of Jesus Christ. It has not been an easy season to be the faithful body of Christ in the midst of the United Methodist Church. But friends, I pray that as you look in the rearview mirror and as you recognize all that God has done and his faithfulness in sharpening you and equipping you and preparing you, that you now turn your sights to what God has for you in the days ahead. The path that God has laid for you. To continue to be faithful. To continue to be obedient. To continue to be the church, the body of Jesus, that God is calling you to be. Let us pray. Holy God, as we spend just a few moments now looking at your word, we pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will use your promises, your truth, to encourage us, to equip us, to challenge us, and if necessary, to convict us. That because of our encounter with your word, we will be different. And we will live different. So that you will receive glory. Your kingdom will be increased. And others will know of the life that is found in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. So anyone here ever hear of John Wesley? We stand on the shoulders of John Wesley as Methodist followers of Jesus Christ. John Wesley was an Anglican priest. As a matter of fact, he died an Anglican priest. John Wesley had a deep passion and love for the Church of England. But Wesley believed that the Church of England in his day had abdicated its responsibility and largely accommodated itself to the culture. Hello? Sound familiar? History truly does repeat itself, doesn't it? So Wesley gathered with a few friends and created what we know as the Holy Club. They met it in, on the campus of Epworth in England. And they began to pray and seek ways in which they could bring about renewal and reform to the Church of England. John Wesley never intended to start a new movement. John Wesley never intended to start a new denomination. He wanted to see God renew and reform the Church of England. But the Church of England was not interested in being renewed or reformed so but god began to do this new thing and this movement that we now know as the methodist movement began to spread throughout england and around the world john wesley's theology i was in michigan last weekend and dr ken collins who's professor at asbury theological seminary in wilmore kentucky a wesley scholar a church historian a wonderful teacher reminded us that john wesley's theology can be summed up in in four words holy love and grace everything that john wesley offered the church and the world about who God is and how God desires to move within our lives can be summed up in those four words. Holy love and grace. God is inviting us to experience the fullness of holy love. And you can't separate that because holiness without love is what? Judgment. Religiosity, a Pharisaical spirit, but yet love without holiness is whatever goes. Whatever your truth is, holy love, and God's grace comes. To us in two forms. There's free grace. It's everything that God does. Everything that God is. That is offered to us freely. Not dependent upon anything we do. And then there is cooperative grace. Where we must do what we sang about this morning. We must surrender. We must cooperate with the grace of God in our lives to see the fullness of that grace and the fruit of that grace become a reality. In London, England, there is a site called Wesley's Chapel. It's where Wesley spent the latter part of his years. He preached in that chapel, and he built a home right next to it. Anyone ever been to Wesley's Chapel or Wesley's House in London? If you go there, you walk into the house and you go up to the second or the third floor, I can't remember which, and you find John Wesley's bedroom. And immediately across the hall from his bedroom is a smaller room that was his prayer room. And to this day, you can see in that room the kneeler, the prayer kneeler, that John Wesley used every morning at 4 a.m. The story is told that Billy Graham once led a tour group to Wesley's Chapel in Wesley's home. And after they finished the tour, they got, went back to the bus and were getting ready to leave when all of a sudden someone said, Don't go. Billy's not here. And they began to ask the question, where's Billy? And a few folks went back to Wesley's Chapel and Wesley's house, and they looked in the chapel, and Billy wasn't there, and they went into Wesley's house, and they climbed up the stairs, and they found Billy. Guess where he was? In that prayer room. On that prayer kneel. And Billy was praying a very specific prayer The prayer he was praying was, Lord, do it again. Do it again in me. Do it again in us. Friends, I believe that God is doing it again. God is doing again what God did in that first movement of Methodists that took the gospel of Jesus Christ into the fields and into the coal mines. I'm so excited to be a part of the Global Methodist Church. I'm not here to convince you to become a part of the Global Methodist Church. So just be, rest easy. The Holy Spirit will lead you. Am I praying that you will become a part of the Global Methodist Church? Absolutely. We need you. And whether you realize it or not, you need us. We need each other. Part of being Methodist is being part of a a larger connection of the body of Christ around the world. The Global Methodist Church seeks to be a movement not an organization, not an institution. We want to be a movement that stands squarely on the truth that we first must submit our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we must allow Scripture to be primary and authoritative in every area of our lives. The Global Methodist Church is a movement that is committed to a doctrine that is built on the basic tenets of the orthodox Christian faith. We value multiplication. We know that God multiplies. God multiplies people who claim faith in Jesus Christ. God multiplies people who follow Jesus as disciples. God multiplies leaders. And God multiplies congregations. And we're going to be a movement that will be dependent upon the grace of God. So that once again, God can offer holy love and grace to the world. I believe the Global Methodist Church desires to be the kind of movement that we see in the book of Acts. You've been spending time in the book of Acts, and I don't know if you've done this, but it might be good every week to go back and see the snapshot of what that church looked like, what that movement brought about. It's in the second chapter. Listen to the description of what happened because of God's Holy Spirit pouring upon those early believers. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And then watch this. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. I want to be a part of a movement. I want to be a part of a church that is living in such a way that day by day by day, the Lord is adding to the number of those who are coming to faith and life in Jesus Christ. As you've been walking through this teaching series entitled Acting Out, Playing Our Part in the Kingdom of God, You've been talking about how God, the Holy Spirit, fills and equips and empowers us to fulfill our role in the mission of Jesus. You've looked at the truth that if you have faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has given you at least one spiritual gift that is necessary for the work of the body. Everyone in this room who claims faith in Jesus Christ... You have been given a gift by the Holy Spirit, and it is absolutely necessary in order for this body to function in the way that God intends. You've been looking at individuals and how God used them. Peter. And how Peter received boldness. Barnabas. Through his spirit of encouragement, God gave him power and authority. Stephen, who was selected as an administrative servant. There are needs for administrators in the body of Christ. Philip, who was selected as a hands-on, practical servant, empowered by the Holy Spirit. He talked about, Saul, who became Paul. You looked at Ananias, filled, nervous, concerned, yet followed God obediently. And now, today, we come to the ninth chapter in the book of Acts. And I invite us to hear these words from Scripture. They're going to be on the screen. And I'm going to read them from there because it's easier to read that big print. Meanwhile, Peter traveled from place to place, and he came down to visit the believers in the town of Lydia. There he met a a man named Aeneas who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your sleeping mats. And he was healed instantly. Then the whole population of Lydda and Sharon saw Aeneas walking around, and they turned to the Lord. There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at Lydia, so they sent two men to beg him, please come as soon as possible. Peter returned with them, and as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers, and he presented her to them alive. The news spread through the whole town, and many believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed a long time in Joppa, living with Simon, a tanner of hides. Aeneas had not been able to get up from his bed in eight years. That's roughly 3,000 days confined to his bed. Tabitha was known as a servant of the Lord. Was one of those practical servants who met people's practical needs. She dies. And through the ministry of Peter, she's raised from the dead. When we look at this passage, the main thing is not what Peter did for God, or what Peter did for Ananias, or what Peter did for Tabitha. No, the main thing is what God did through Peter, what God did in the life of Aeneas and Tabitha Friends. As you look at the book of Acts, there really is a simple truth that we are called to live out. The book of Acts reminds us that God says, I will pour my Holy Spirit on you. I will give you the gifts that are necessary. I will set the path before you. I will lead you to the people who need to be healed, who need to be raised. All I need you to do is be available. We are simply called to be available. How do we do that? I think it starts by making sure that we are taking the invitation to follow Jesus Christ seriously. That we first are dealing with our own response to the call to have faith in God through Jesus. There was a day, I don't know if these days, if this still happens, but when Roger and I were growing up, because we're about the same age, I think, it used to be that churches would have school buses, and they would drive around neighborhoods and pick up children to take them to Sunday school. There's a story about a little boy who got picked up by one of these buses to go to Sunday school. and He was now on the bus heading home after Sunday school. And he had been given a card in Sunday school that had this beautiful picture on it. And in the, on the card, over the picture, the words have faith in God. This little boy was looking at this card he was holding it in his hand and the windows of the bus were open. And somehow a, a breeze kind of came through the bus and it just caught this card the right way and it literally swept it out of the little boy's hand and it went out the window. And the little boy screamed, Stop the bus! I've lost my faith in God! One of the adult chaperones kind of chuckled and made a comment about the innocence of youth. But another of the adult chaperones, a much wiser, said, oh, that we all should be that concerned about our faith. You see, if we're going to be available, it starts with us being open to receive the grace of God that is offered to us. There may be someone in this room today who has been coming to church for a long time, but you still do not believe that God loves you enough to forgive you. You still may be trying to earn your way into God's favor. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says, Therefore, if anyone... If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Maybe this morning, in order for you to be a person who is available, to be used by God, you need to trust God's grace for the first time. You need to acknowledge the way in which sin is separating you from God. And trust that when you ask for forgiveness, God grants it and makes you new. Others of us may be at a place in our spiritual journey where We just have to really do what we sang this morning. We've got to get on our knees and and we've got to finally surrender the things that we've been holding back from God. Jesus said, if you want to follow Me, you've got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Jesus said, if you want to be My disciple, you've got to hate your mother and father. You, you cannot love anything more than you love me or the ways of me. Maybe to be available today, you finally need to give God that one part of your life that you've said, oh no, God, you can't have that. If we're going to be available, we've got to be people... go deeper in our own faith experience with Jesus. We've got to be people who go beyond religiosity and into this vibrant, growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If we're going to be available, we also have to be a church that takes our mission seriously. The church has been absent in the world for too long. We have not engaged in the conversation. We've not stood up And have said, that's a lie. That's not the way of God. That's not what brings you to abundant life and eternal life. That's not where you'll find significance and purpose and meaning. We are called to take the good news of Jesus Christ into the world to take the truth of God into the lives of people around us who are hurting. God wants to heal the addict. God wants to raise people up from spiritual death to bring spiritual life. And we are the ones who have been called to do that. I've said this so many times, but it baffles my mind that the creator of the universe, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who created all things, (laughs) decided that the way in which the world will know Jesus Christ depends on someone like me and someone like you. I won't speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. I'm not very dependable. But yet God's plan is that the church, the body of Christ, will be the vehicle by which the world hears about Jesus. So if we're going to be available, friends, we've got to take that mission more seriously. And that means that we recognize that the church is not for us. The body of Christ is not about us. The mission of the church is not for us to come and gather in a wonderful place like this and to sing the kind of songs we like. The mission of the church and the purpose of the church isn't for us to come into a space like this and make sure that the pastor meets our needs. Now, the mission of the church is for us to gather in this place so that together we can be equipped, that we can experience the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we can realize the gifts that God has given us so that then we can leave this place, go into the world, and be the body of Christ offering the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm preaching to myself now. And start speaking up against the lies that our culture is feeding our children and our teenagers and our adults. A friend of mine was a DS in the United Methodist Church and he went to meet with a congregation and they were wanting to get a new pastor. And they were having a conversation there in the back of the sanctuary and this one very passionate woman, dedicated woman of God, said to my friend, we need a pastor who's going to help us do whatever it takes to reach out to the people around us so that no one goes to hell. That's what she said. And my friend, who's very smart, very wise, said, whatever it takes. And she said, whatever it takes. And he pointed to the front of the sanctuary. It was a traditional church. There was an organ up there. And he said, so if whatever it takes means you're going to rip out that organ and replace it with drums and a bass guitar and a keyboard, you're okay with that? She didn't bat an eye. She looked at my friend and said, over my dead body. Friends, if we're going to be people who are available, like Peter was, we've got to take our mission more seriously. We've got to take our own faith more seriously. And we also need to trust the power of God totally. Tabitha was raised. Aeneas was healed not because of anything Peter did but because
2: of the the power of God
5: that flowed through Peter because he simply said, I'm available. Do you trust the power of God totally? Do you trust the God who says, I can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or dream or request. If we're going to be available, it's time for us to tap into the fullness of the power of God. And then if we're going to be available, we just need to be people who boldly and passionately Share the name of Jesus. When you look at the people of Acts, when you look at people like Peter, they were not afraid to proclaim and to share the name
2: of Jesus.
5: We get to be a part of a new movement of God that I believe is going to sweep across this land. And we're going to see the kingdom of God increased. We're going to see people healed like Aeneas. We're going to see people raised from spiritual death to spiritual life. God is already doing it. And God promises to do it through us. question is will we be available? Will we take our faith more seriously? Be owned completely by our mission? Trust the power of God totally. Everyone we meet about the the one named Jesus.
3: We may not be a traditional church, but we do something traditionally, and this pattern of worship that we have is from the ages, and that is to gather together, to enjoy fellowship with one another, to listen to God, to speak to God, to hear God's Word, and then to respond. Worship isn't over until we respond (laughs) to it, and I'm so grateful for Bishop Webb's words today encouragement and guidance and inspiration. But it's time to respond. He, he challenged us to make sure that our relationship with God is one of faith and a, a personal experience of the, our own forgiveness of sins. If there's any doubt in your mind... God has not forgiven your sins, you have the opportunity today to say, I trust you, Jesus, to forgive my sins. Come and be in my life. And the challenge to all of us that we gave, are we available? We don't come to faith in Christ without the presence of the Holy Spirit. And yet, we can't live our lives without, without the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we have to be available. So I invite us to stand together as the team comes and leads us in this time of prayer. And I invite you, if you want to pray with somebody, there's space at the prayer stations in the corners of the room, or you can come here and kneel down, or you can come to the altar area and stand here and pray. You're welcome to stay here and pray by yourself. If you want somebody to come and pray with you here, look around. Pastor Vaughn and others are watching. We'll wait for your signal to come and pray. But let's respond now to the word that God has given to us. What are we going to do? Are we available? Do we know Christ and His forgiveness personally in our own lives? And are we willing to go and do as the Lord leads us? Let's pray together as the team leads.
2: We
1: make room for you today, Holy Spirit.
2: To do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want.
1: to you that we make ourselves available to you for you to teach us how to play the part you've called us to play for you to lead us in the way that you want us to go God we make ourselves we make room in our lives for you so Lord today as we go we pray that your Holy Spirit would go with us and encourage us and strengthen us guide us through this week or give us opportunities to share your love with people who need it. We pray your blessing on our families, on our jobs. We pray for your favor, your anointing in every area of our lives. We speak the name of Jesus over everything that has anything to do with us. Because we know there's power in that name. We thank you for that power we thank you for the power that is in the Holy Spirit. So in the name of Jesus. We rejoice in these things and we ask in Jesus' name and everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. If you still need prayer, the altar is still open. If you want someone to pray with you, there are folks at the prayer stations. There are folks that will still meet with you online for several more minutes. Please don't leave today or sign off online if you need someone to pray with you. God bless you. Have a great week.